Welcome to San Diego Magazine's Happy Half Hour, or I should I should really be saying like Seattle's Happy Half Hour, or somewhere like that because, because it's raining. I'm flipping terrified by the amount of rain we've been getting. You know, I, not I, to talk about weather two times in a row, but it's serious. Weather sucks. Yeah, when weather happens, we as San Diegans, I feel, are legally obligated to discuss it. So yeah, no, we, we we break out in all kinds of skin conditions when when it starts at weather. <laughs> weather. I mean, you know, any even a little bit of fog. Um, I do want to talk about if you guys have not checked out Mako's at all, you're going to find this out in the next issue. Um, I did instead of a review for our next issue this weekend or last weekend. Last week. Last weekend. Last week. Yeah, I did a. I went to one of the, like basically the star of the Mako scene. Mako is M E H K O. It's a micro enterprise home kitchen operation. Um, about 2013, um, they legalized like you making granola in your house and selling it, right? Because it's like that's safe. They wouldn't let you do hot food though, right? 2018, 19, 2019, they allowed basically you to have a, your own restaurant in your house, you know, which a lot of cultures across the world do. I mean, a, a vast majority of the world has a place where people live and it's also a commercial enterprise it's it's a restaurant when I went to Indonesia they were like here's the restaurant and I walked in and there was a woman and her kids and it was her living room and she gracefully served me a bowl of soup anyways this, so you kind of went to Indonesia again. I kind of went to Indonesia again. So this this Mako is they they basically imported a like 30 foot Balinese rice hut um, and they retrofitted it. It's beautiful. It's in the backyard. And this um, man and woman, he actually met her when he was living over in, in Bali and her name is Ri and she is cooking eight course meals in her backyard of Indonesian food. It's the wildest experience. They're booked out for a year. So it was, I mean, it was four. And the only reason they're only booked out for a year is because the software that they use will not let them go beyond a year. So every week. So look up Walrung Riri and then look up from there the world of Mako's, M-E-H-K-O in San Diego. You can find restaurants in people's backyards. This is wild. I mean, I knew it was happening, but I, I hadn't really explored it. I think I'm just going to start eating at Mako's. It's, it's really, really fun. Or not eating there because their reservations are booked for a year. Yeah, or not. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm like, way to, uh, way to be, get me all excited and then drop me right down to the floor. That's it. I know. I'm like, David, it's an amazing thing you can never do. <laughs> well, good thing. Troy got to go. I so know. we'll all oh, get to find out so what the deal is. So we'll read about it. We'll read about it in the next one. Um, awesome. And thank, thank you to Mateo and Jackie for pushing me to do this one. Um, I was a little bit nervous because if I went in there and the food was going to be terrible, I was going to be like, I, you know, I don't want to talk about somebody's terrible food. I just hate doing this. This is a really a mom and pop, and she's cooking her ass off in her own house where she her kids live. It's the most interesting thing. You have a restaurant, and then you go into her kitchen, and she's got the refrigerator mag- magnets from Vegas. She's got, I think, there's a, a report card there. If you want to go to the bathroom, you go down to the right, past the kids' toys, and this is where like the family brushes their teeth. It's just it's, <laughs> it's wild, and it's and it was such a fun, cool, meaningful experience. Anyways, I'll write about next issue. And cool. next thing is like you know you were thanking them. I'd like to thank our sponsor this week, Hannah's Gourmet. I freaking love Hannah's Gourmet. I, I realize too. that you should be probably more professional about when somebody sponsors you and you talk about their business and they have you know a bottom line to protect. But I would just tell you that Hannah is one of my favorite people that I've met in San Diego's food scene. I just picture her during the pandemic. She was sitting like she basically would serve food to go, and she has this cute, lovely little cafe over on uh, on Adams Avenue, and she would be standing at the door, um, and I believe her husband uh, was with her, like working it as well. But they would be doing all these global. 
inspired foods and they would just have all these bags to go and it was like a really me- it was a great meeting point in the community and she's still doing like food to go for the week that's basically what she does she also does brunch but she does like different menus every single week you can take it to go this week's menu looks amazing. It has lamb asobuco on it, which is always one of my Asobuco. favorites. Like lamb, mm. lamb is my all-time favorite protein of anything. That same, yeah. Like lamb, and then I think I think lamb and uh, lamb duck. And duck. Yeah. yeah, that's the two. I'm a boring loser. I just chicken love a beautiful steak. Mm, yeah. There's nothing wrong with a beautiful steak though either. And then they also have their Italian prefix dinner coming up starting on February 16th. The menu has not been released yet. So. Anyways, everybody go check out Hannah's Gourmet. I'm looking at the um, menu right now, too. They've got some soba noodle miso glazed Ooh, vegetables. I'm into that. Oh, yeah. I love everything. Harissa there. and honey glazed tilapia with peppers, Indian yeah. shrimp curry. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Make go- your reservations. Hannah's Gourmet or you can call them at 619-280-5600. And thank you, Hannah. I yes, love you. thank you. Have you guys ever heard of people calling it a pre-fee instead of a prefix? No, I would laugh in their face. I once heard someone say that and I was like, hold on, am I saying this wrong? And I was like, it was very surprising. I, I, I believe it's correct. Uh, it is correct, but yeah. come on. It's pre-fee. What is yeah. this? Freedom fries? It's like, like uh, where do we live? <laughs> pre- so I, I, like, I was looking at this and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, should I say pre-fee? And am I gonna just get like darts thrown I just into say my fix, face? Because I'm a I'm a I'm an uncultured American. <laughs> Do you realize that we so we did a um, video and I've been doing these series of videos on some of our favorite restaurants across San Diego, right? You can go to our Instagram, you can see these it's called STM Guide. Well, I did one on uh, Le Parfait Paris, and I called it a macaroon, and uh, oh, wow. I got it. Hey, ostracized. Hey, I will say this: <laughs> that the internet was wrong. It is called macaroon in in the United States, and I it was funny because I, really? I emailed the French owners. But macaroons are different. And, uh, no, it's it's well, it's different. It's macaron, you know. Right, right, right. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I was not aware but, you could pronounce French but words so well. But it is. <laughs> that was that was unbelievable. Holy shit. So, but the funniest thing is, I talked to this for the franchise of, oh no, I called it macaroon. He's like, in, in the United States, that's what you call it. You say macaroon. You know, I was like, oh, no way. Well, I got lit up. People were like, this guy doesn't know his shit. He doesn't know anything. It was, I mean, lit up. I've been studying food for 16 years. And I yeah, still pronounce things wrong because honestly, you come across it like once or twice and you're like, how did I pronounce that thing again? Pre- I mean, pronunciation is the least important yeah. part of the whole thing. Uh, really I, I know, right? Just enjoy the damn thing. Say it however the hell you want. Yeah, right? come That's kind of how I feel. But but macaroons, like like spelled right. differently, are different. They're that shredded coconut, right, really absolutely. popular at Hanukkah. Love mm-hmm, them. Yeah. Really love macaroons. Actually, speaking of Stella jeans, they also have an olive oil and macaroon ice cream that they release every year at Hanukkah. Wow. You're welcome again. Yeah, Stella Jeans is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, really, the reason I brought that up is uh, to cover up for any time I mispronounce words. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. so David never mispronounces. He's yeah. just leaning into the art. Exactly. But so before we jump into the news bits of this week, I do want to talk about one of our biggest things that we do every year. And it's a little bit different this year because we're doing it a month early. We shower? That's, that's three months early. <laughs> Or three months late. One or the other. I'm not sure. But so we have our best restaurants voting 2024 coming up. It's here. 
best restaurants 2024. I this is, I mean, look, it's an annual tradition. It's funny because when we came into San Diego Magazine, I actually almost wanted to kill this because I thought it was a competition between restaurants and you shouldn't be making restaurants compete against one another and naming one best and one not best. It meant all the rest of the restaurants weren't as good. And I got really self-serious about it until I talked to so many restaurateurs and they said, oh, God, no, we love this issue. It, It spends, takes a year. It takes takes all of what we've done throughout our entire career, takes all of our dreams, and lets you talk about it specifically for a month and a half and two months. It's basically our way of celebrating, you know, the entire restaurant culture. And in terms of like the winning and who won, wins best, I name my, my picks, the readers name their picks, you know, they, it's really just a friendly competition, you know, it's, it's just a way to talk about restaurants for a whole month and a half. It's all about celebrating each other. It's like, you know, like, even if you're not a winner, you're like, oh, I know who won that, and they're amazing, and they're a great friend of mine. And it's like, uh, if anything, it's like that whole rising tides lifts all ships. Like when you see all these different restaurants, like you know, getting uh, awarded and whatnot. Like it's like it, everyone succeeds. And I will tell you this: it is not pay for play. I've been accused of pay for well, this whole list, any list, is accused of pay for play all the time. And I will tell you this: there there are lists that are pay for play in across everywhere. You'll see them, and I'll be like, oh, that's pay for play. That's pay for play. This one is absolutely not. I would have made so much money if I would have named all of our advertisers um, the best of anything you know there are going to be some people that support us and you're going to see them in that list the reason why they're in that list is, or they support us is because they've done really well because they're really good there is no pay for play element in my picks I've never put an advertiser in there when I knew that they shouldn't be you know but it is completely honest I just wish I would have sold out you know yeah. because we'd be a lot richer right we now. would we'd be in a very very nice office yeah, we actually try pretty hard to be honest the pay for play thing annoys me because <laughs> it's just it would be so easy to do it's so much harder not to do it and we try really hard not to I know do I've it. had you know I've had the uh, the offer of like selling a cover too I've had I've had all the offers you know but we haven't oh, I we it. haven't done it you know so this list is genuinely who I believe my favorite restaurants and obviously I'm one dude I can't go out and eat at every single restaurant in the in San Diego every single year I eat at a lot you know so it's not the end all be all list it's just my list I make a list all year long of the good things that I've eaten my favorite places and I sit down and at the end of the year I look at this list and I just start putting it in places. So this is the list that when all my friends that are from out of town, they email me and they go, hey, where should I go? I'm like, hey, jerks. Flip to page 43. I put, I put out a list. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. Every year. Um, <laughs> But this is, I mean, this is honestly, it, it is a, it's a citywide tradition. I, I you know, I, it's, it, it's really meaningful to me how much people enjoy this issue. And it always does really well in the newsstands and always does really well on online. Thank you guys for uh, submitting um, your readers picks. And thanks. We had 42,000 people voting it last year. Wow. 42,000 And buying the plaques people. too. Do you yeah. know how often yeah. I walk into places and I see those plaques on the wall? That is so cool. I'm I like, know. ah, I know them. Well, you know, I mean, we... As ridiculous as it is, we sp- I've spent 16 years studying food. I read I read cookbooks like they're textbooks or like they're novels. You know, I read entire books on rice, on, on salt, on fish. <laughs> and when you when you do that much work and you take the time and spend so much effort to really study the moms and the pops that are coming up through the restaurant scene, who's doing it right? Find out the things like Cali actually gets their salt water from the aquarium at Scripps Oceanography to keep their crawfish alive until dinner service is started. 
started. That's the kind of thing that we study. And then you see it actually come to fruition when people really support this issue. So thank you guys so much. Definitely. And we have a couple new categories this year too. I'm excited. <laughs> we have like best whiskey bar, mm-hmm. best tequila mezcal bar. We're doing it by spirit this time because... Yeah. It, Honestly, because you have the gin and terrier of, you know, Mabel's gone fishing. You know, they're, everybody's... Bars are going that way. Bars are going that way. Single spirit focused. You've got absinthe. You've got, you know, a few other different things. So, yeah. And we have one other one that uh, I got the nod from Troy in a little text message where I was like, how about best soup? <laughs> you did not. <laughs> you know, it's funny. This is how I the news it. is made, folks. Dave, Inside David, baseball. David Martin loves soup. And he's like, how about can I put uh, best soup in there? I'm like, yes, you can, David. Yes, you can. Because so I best just. Best soup 2024. I just felt his life. Like, I, I, I could, Are you going to let him pick it? I could hear the birds flying out of his hair. You know what I mean? He's like, like special, <laughs> special guest judge for just this uh, category, David Martin. <laughs> That would be good. I'm, I'm I actually in. would love like that, David personally. Tick. The funny thing is, you actually should do this. Um, the funny thing is, is that uh, we have pho, we have ramen, but you're like, no, there needs to be a more inclusive soup category, Troy. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I, I agree. I absolutely agree. Awesome. Um, and just to let you know, the readers voting starts on February 12th, and it goes till the 18th. You can vote at sdmag.com forward slash vote 2024. That's it. Yeah. All right. So you guys, seriously, vote. I want to. I want to break forty-two thousand people voting. You know, you keep a list. You know, you do that. You send all your friends and your relatives who are like, "Hey, I just found out San Diego exists, and I'm coming into town. Where should I eat?" You know, and you send them that list. So put that list down into our voting form. SDMag.com forward slash vote twenty twenty four. Vote twenty twenty four. It is. On. We also, uh, I just realized, like, before we even did any of this, we didn't even talk about who our guest is this week. Oops. Okay, so on, <laughs> oh, on yeah. our podcast, I am looking at a um, bevy of boozes. Actually, it's only two boozes, but they're very, very good. And we're going to talk about this in a little bit. Fierce and Kind Spirits is in the house. This is a North Park-based spirits company. They do a really award-winning vodka, and they're going to tell us how vodka is not the basic um, kind of brunchy spirit that we all know and deride. It can be a really nuanced spirit if you do it right. It can and the, be a sipper. It can be a sipper. I mean, I, my mind is blown. Um, but they're also uh, kind of the Ben and Jerry's of uh, spirits. They dedicate 25% of all of their profits. 25%. That's a massive amount into giving back to, to the community. So we're going to meet with them, hear their story, and taste their spirits in just a little bit. Let's jump into the news. We talked about it a little bit last week, but Nobu, we have more details on now. So Nobu is opening at the Dell. It's officially official. You know what's weird? I'm excited about this. I'm actually really excited I'm really excited, excited too. I, you know, I, I, I know. just stayed at the Dell. You ate at the Dell? I, I just stayed, at, stayed, oh, there, stayed at there, and That's I ate right. there, yeah, so yeah. I stayed there, but I got to check out some of the new rooms, and they're truly incredible. I have to say, I've been, you know, I've been here forever. We've all been here forever. The Dell has been really nice, but it kind of missed a little zhuzh to want to go there and be around the tourists, right? Something for us. I got to say, the, the renovation is incredible, and I think Sandy and Goods are going to enjoy it, and I think Nobu's a big part of that. It's good fish. Mm-hmm. It's all the kinds of stuff you like. It's that rock shrimp tempura with the spicy sauce. It's that miso black cod that everybody knows. It's good, approachable, fresh, high-quality sushi. 
it's literally perfect for the upscale Del Coronado, which I, is kind of one of the only places to hang out on the beach here, really. Yeah, like every, in an upscale way. Every every time I go to the Hotel Del, I'm reminded why I need to go here more. I'm like, oh my God, it's such a nice place. It's so it, it, idyllic. It's beautiful. You can see the old movies being filmed there, you know, and it's got that massive wide open beach. But I will say, Shearwater was, I, it was not my favorite restaurant in the world. And I'm not going to say like ne- negative, negative things about it, but I just, you have 15, you, you had right next door, you have Soraya, which used to be 1500 Ocean, which um, is Chef Jojo Ruiz, which is very, 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 very good. I just thought that they could have done something more, and apparently they felt the same way. They needed a change. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story about Nobu. Um, when I first, um, when then first Nobu opened up in downtown, it was right when I started writing about food, and they did interviews with Chef Nobu and his business partner, who is... Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. So Robert De Niro and Chef Nobu are sitting across the table from me. This is their opening night. I'm doing a five-minute interview with them, and we're having a nice conversation, and I'm looking at Robert De Niro, and he's you know really relaxed, and he's calm, and he probably wants to stick me in his trunk with a knife blade in my spleen, and he like all of a sudden becomes very animated and lunges across the table at me. And I go, and I'm playing it in slow motion. Robert De Niro is making a move for me going across the table. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm about ready to get choked out by Robert De, Robert De Niro. How cool is this? <laughs> I'm going to let it happen. And I'm going to yeah. totally just lie there. This and is let it amazing. <laughs> Robert De Niro's about to kill me. And so... <laughs> Yes, he's leeching over. He's halfway there. And I feel the lights from the studio lights hit me <gasps> square in the head. He oh was trying my to save oh. my life. The studio lights, they had all these lights for the TV cameras. <laughs> he saw the thing falling directly from my head. He, Robert De Niro couldn't quite get to, to me to save my life, but the studio light hits me. It's actually pretty light. It what a mensch. Really, it didn't really hurt that much, but he really, he was an action hero. That he, is he, phenomenal. Did you know he's only about um, like 20% Italian? No. Ethnically? He's um, like 75% Irish. No way. True story. So, so it was uh, my, it was probably my, my favorite stories of all time. I really thought he was going to kill me. That rules. Uh, I know. So I got an extra five minutes because of lighting things. Did you get a concussion? No, it was actually really light. It was fine. Huh. Yeah. H- how was the interview? Because I've heard that he is notoriously like a like a three-word response interview. He's a Bill Belichick of, of uh, Hollywood, for yeah. sure. Yeah. He, uh, I, I think he was just like, look, he does the dog and pony, but he didn't, doesn't love doing the dog and pony. And to be quite honest with you, I've been, done, I've been around journalism for so long. I'm like, I totally get it. I don't want to do the dog and pony show either. I usually don't do those five-minute interviews because they're just so standard that you can't get a real... That's why this podcast, actually, I mean, I'm not trying to, to blow us up, but why I think that it's hit a chord and we have the listeners that we do is because we spend some time and have a real conversation and get to know someone and they get to too. You know, in five minutes, all you're going to get to know is that that person mildly doesn't like you. You know, I mean, it's really, but they will try to save your life. So Nobu, that was the first place I ever had fresh wasabi too. They have the oh, real yeah. shark skin, grated, shredded. shredded and it's so much. horseradish. Exactly. All the horseradish that is in regular sushi places. And it's, you know, it's sweet. It's mellow. It's, I mean, it's spicy, spicy, sweet, gelatinous. You know, it's a really different experience and it's, and it, it's fantastic. So I'm so stoked that Nobu is coming into the Dow. Definitely. So Click Hospitality is opening not one, not three, but two new restaurants in Del Mar. The uh, Vegas-based Hospitality Group, which has Soraya at the Del, Pen- uh, the Limefish at Pendry, Lillian's at the Inn at Rancho Santa Fe, Tamakin and Sanitas, um, they're opening up two spots, the Kitchen and the Clubhouse, at uh, the Torrey View by Breakthroughs Life Sciences Campus. 
They uh, actually have ocean views at this office park, which is uh, pretty nice. Chef is going to be Ryan Bullock. He was previously from Miho Catering. Miho um, is one was, is one of the best. They started as a as a, um, a catering truck, but now they have like a whole catering business. It's yeah. like, the truck is almost just for show now because and they spun off so a big. cocktail barson, right? Mm-hmm. Cocktail company, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's going to be a California cuisine menu, uh, global flavors from Asia and Spain, and so they're two concepts. So the kitchen is going to be like a tender greens or a cava, make your own bowls, wrap. And the clubhouse is more sit-down, Baja-inspired, uh, dishes like lobster rolls, you've got brownie sundaes, they serve breakfast, lunch, happy hour, and early dinner. Mm-hmm. Look, Click does a really good job. They do. You know, and they, I know Andy Mossy, who, who owns it, runs it. He came on our podcast years and years ago when he was first breaking into the market. A really fantastic, you know, down-to-earth, uh, smart guy. Uh, they've done a lot of really good projects. Lillian's at the Inner Ranch of Santa Fe looks awesome. I have not been yet. i got to make it up there. Um, we're going to be doing something on it. We One are. of our issues coming up, but the, the design. Is, is lovely. Glad to see these guys are continuing because it just they're just good operators. And Joe Ruiz is born and raised San Diego, South Bay. Um, a just a good dude and a talented dude. Yeah. One of my favorite breweries in San Diego, Bergen Beer Company. I hear this new space in Vista is amazing and I can't wait to check it out. You know, we have a first look of the space on sandiegomag.com. We do. So it's called Burgeon at the Grove. Again, it's in Vista. It's their fourth tap room or their fifth overall location. Um, they had a guy named Garrett Van Leeuwen um, build it. He's an architect, and he was actually named San Diego's Young Architect of the Year in 2021. They've got a patio. It opens up to Paseo Artist Village, which is where it is in that big plan community. It's a tap room. It's a really nice tap room. Good beer. <laughs> Well, hey, look, Vista, and uh, we've been it's looking. Happening. We've been looking at Zillow. Uh, my wife and I. We live in Ocean Beach. Vista Falls. And well, um, just saying, we're starting to possibly move the cursor a little bit more north. This is breaking news. We we would never leave OB. I don't think because we love it too too much. But I don't know unless um, all of a sudden. Uh, a billion dollars kind of comes through our home, our, our place. I don't think we're going to be able to buy an OB. If you're listening, so what I'm saying, we're open to yeah. a billion dollars. We will we're each op- take a billion dollars. Yeah. So each every J- Jackie, I would, would you like a billion? Take a billion. Yes. Okay, Dave. Yes. Okay. So Dave's in for a billion. <laughs> um, so if you guys can just send that on down, and so we can stay in Ocean Beach. Um, but we are looking up a visit. This is happening. I mean, it is. There's. It's a beautiful area. That's where like Jason Morass lives up there, like kind of like Bonsile, like Fallbrooky Vista in yeah. the in the hills. Yeah, you get some property, and it's always been kind of funky. That's what I love, dude. It's dope as hell up there. I, I have wanted to move to Fallbrook, honestly, like the whole time I've lived here. I'm so obsessed I with know, it. I love I it. It's so a long it. commute down to the office, though. It is a long commute down yeah. to the office. San Diego Magazine is now moving to Vista. Mm. <laughs> no, Vista just kidding. Magazine. Well, I think I'm founding Tijuana Magazine. This is. <laughs> <laughs> This is not that is not happening. Uh, but anyways, good good for this. I've got to see it um, evolving. Definitely, and I feel like the lead is buried in this next news subject. Like so, it's like I hear it's, it says like Vietnamese Latin fusion restaurant, and then I look two lines down. Just so this is breaking the fourth wall, everyone. But like so, I'm looking at like a a run sheet of things to talk about, and then I see two words. Birria pho. You're welcome, David. I did that for you. <laughs> pho with birria in it. Oh, oh, tell my us, tell us more, I mean, Jackie. Could it be more San Diego? Mm-hmm. It's a Vietnamese Latin fusion restaurant just opened in National City. It's called Chow XO. Um, again, I wrote two words, birria pho. That's kind of their main thing. I mean, could you take more two iconic regional dishes? You've got mm-hmm. beef birria, which is very specific to us, and you've got pho. There's a huge Vietnamese community here. So the owner, Leslie Dang, she... Are you, are you calling it pho, by the way? Yeah. Pho? Did I say? Fa. 
Oh, you said foe. Did I? Oh, you said like, foe like, twice. As if you don't like that soup. <laughs> I love you it. You called it I a lived foe. In I lived it in Vietnam. I lived in It is not a friend. A it is a Sorry. Slip of the tongue. Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. Slip of the tongue. I actually lived in Hanoi for a whole year of my life. You did live in Hanoi. I did, too. so I, I do oh. know it is pho. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm speaking very quickly and it's the end of Friday and I just want to go home. Just kidding. Um so anyway, owner Leslie Dang, she says she in, inherited her passion from cooking from her mom. So it's 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 a lot of Vietnamese home cooking recipes with uh, Latino influence. Uh, slow cooked Mexican birria, rice noodles, California uh, chilies like chilies to our ball. We've got it all, but BDFA. I mean, look. What are your thoughts, David? So my thoughts are, how are they going to incorporate like the the rich flavors of birria with like the traditional broth. pho the broth. broth? Like, how are the combo? How's the combo going to work together? Like, I worry about one overpowering the other. Mm-hmm. I worry about overcooking because when I get yeah. my beef pho, I always get the beef on the side because I because I always get the flank steak and I don't mm-hmm. want it to overcook. Well, yeah. see, for me, it's like two loud flavors, right? Because the pho, because of the star anise and all the other ingredients in it is very distinctive. And that's what I love about it. So that, you know, and then birria is the same way. There's so many spices in that. And it's so powerful and it's so rich. You, know, you get two. It's like having two main bands play on the same stage, two totally different bands. Metallica and Tool played this yeah. fall out in the desert. And I was like, I think that's just too much. I love both of them. But like, it's a lot. I know. If you put both of them on the same, same stage playing different songs, you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, not to say that I'm not open to this because it sounds very exciting and David is going to be down there tomorrow because there's BDFA. Yeah, I plan on it and I'm excited about two this. Pe- this is so Two people, cool. 50 bucks next week? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not next week, maybe the week after. Then, right. Okay, National City. I need to be there. Yeah, good stuff. I love it, I love it. And that is your news for this week. Jackie puts up a blog post every week on sandiegomagazine.com. It's awesome, it's rad, it's just like everything else we do. And I do want to remind you of our taste of South Bay. (laughs) Everything we do fucking rocks, honestly. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just uh, just like, toot the horn when it's due. Hey, look, David just loves us. And obviously he loves your writing. Yeah, I do. I love you guys too. It's it's awesome. It's rad. Just like every fucking thing we do. (laughs) We've done a couple non-rad things in the day. Oh, I've done so many (laughs) unrad things. Oh, God. (laughs) But so we do have our taste of South Bay coming up on February 25th, presented by Novo Brazil. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, you guys seriously come down to this. We are, again, we'll talk about this a few more times throughout this episode. Probably only like twice or three. Are we allowed to announce the special guest yet? I don't think we can announce them yet. Uh, okay, we're holding off on a special guest, but yep. there is going to be a special guest there. Um, they are Novo Brazil. Um, a, the owner, Chago, we had him on the podcast a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you guys heard that episode, but he's a fantastic human being. and He's just really nice. Um, a family guy, was one. Of, he was the first brewery down, craft brewery down in South Bay, um, 2015. Um, he has a great place right overlooking the water. We're bringing, you know, I think there's going to be about 20 of our favorite restaurants and just really cool restaurants from like Chula Vista, uh, um, National City, Imperial Beach. You know, they're going to show up. They're going to share what they do, what they create. You get to get a good taste for them. Live music, everything else. Um, it's, I think it's, what, how much is it? It, it uh, The cost? Uh-huh. The cost is, give me one second here. Yeah, um, actually. $55. It is $55, which is a lot less than a usual. Are, basically, you're going to get of dinner and drinks. You're going to get dinner, drinks, and free music and a special guest for $55. It is a it's a lot less than most Tickets of Tickets for events. that special guest alone in in their uh their chosen field of expertise mm-hmm. would cost a lot more than $55. Yeah. Yes, so let's just put it that way. 100% true. But um yes, yeah, so get your tickets at sdmag.com/southbay. 
All right, so our guest today, um, based in North Park, they created a vodka that's won a gold medal at the 2023 Tag Las Vegas Global Spirits Competition. They make a bourbon that I'm staring at right now, is staring at me. All of these things from sustainable grains. We're going to get into what that means in just a second. Um, but that's kind of not their point, right? The point of this entire, their entire venture, their point of, of creating this beautiful booze in a glass was because they want to become the Ben and Jerry's of spirits. They give not 5%, <laughs> not 6%, not 4%. They give 25% of their profits a foundation that supports underserved communities. They are employee and consumer owned. They drink to do good. Welcome to the podcast, Cindy and Bassam Smith of Fierce and Kind Spirits. Thank you. <laughs> so happy to be here. Did I mess any of that up? No, man. Just my new name, Bassam Smith. I dig it. Wait, wait that's, wait, that's not go, your name? I'm going with it. No, it's not your name. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. What's your last name? Bassam Harb. Oh God, no! But okay, so Bassam Harb and Bassam Smith are in the in the room at the same, exact same time. You know, this is it's really it's remarkable. We got both of them. Um, okay, so welcome to the podcast, Cindy Smith and Bassam Harb from Fierce and Kind Spirits. Thanks for having us, Troy. I, I, I got that one right. You did. You okay, did. all right. Proud of you. Just so if you're listening at home, if David happened to edit this out, I totally messed up his name on the first round. So <laughs> I'm going to throw myself under the bus. Um, very quickly, before we get into this, what are we drinking right here in this beautiful glass neat? So this is our flagship bourbon. Mm-hmm. It's a three grain, 86 proof, straight bourbon whiskey. Okay. Uh, it's distilled um, in North Carolina. Yep. All of our grains come from a 20 mile radius around the distillery from family farmers. Mm-hmm. So the whole notion of sustainability, not just in terms of the, the ingredients, mm-hmm. but in terms of the community, the, the community. Absolutely. Yep. So that's what you're looking at. And it really is just, I'll say so myself, a luscious, approachable, lovely whiskey. Okay. Well, this is the beginning of our happy half hour. We're doing it correctly, sir, ma'am. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> mm. And this interview just got looser. It's delicious. Oh, that is really, really nice. What did you say? Okay. The uh, you said it's forty-three percent. Yeah, it's a uh, ABV smuggler in that case because it's no, it doesn't have the heat that you would expect from something for no being way. like eighty-six. Mm-hmm. Like um, it's definitely drinks much smoother. It's really delicious. I think the thing you're going to notice with all of our spirits, and we have two here today, and and um, we have some wonderful introductions that we'll be talking about down the road. But the hallmark of our spirits is that they are very, very approachable. We want you to sit. Yeah. and sip and enjoy them for mm-hmm. a good long while. Because when we sit with friends in those communal environments, that's what we're doing, right? Yeah. You know, and we do have you know, on the horizon some higher proof product that is going to grab you by the throat. Mm-hmm. But you know, our, our flagship stuff really is about, at Fierce and Kind, it really is about that communal. Look, my wife grabs me by the throat. I grab myself by the throat a lot. I don't need my alcohol to grab me by the throat. That is very, very drinkable. That really is, and I'm not bullshitting this for the podcast, that's, that's, that's delicious. And that's drinkable straight. You know, I mean, and I, I have a bottle of 20-year-old Pappy at home. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a gift given to me for my 50th birthday. Um, that is not, that, that's not an easy drinker, to be quite honest with <laughs> you. <laughs> is, it is a beautiful, beautiful spirit, and it's storied and lord. But I tried to dance with it, and it punched me in the face. You know, I mean, happy will always punch you in the face. Yeah, sure. yeah right. Yeah. Like that is beautiful. You know what it reminds me of? We ever had 1942, and I, yeah. I, and only for this way, because 1942 as a tequila is eminently drinkable. It is frighteningly. Oh, I mean, you can, it almost tastes like, yeah. Well, that's why they serve it at the clubs. Well, one, because it's expensive, two, Mm because it comes in that bottle, right? Mm -hmm. It's very, it it looks like a party. 
And then, yeah, once it corks, I mean, you can't. Yeah. There's no bite. Yeah, you it don't. It just goes down. And, and this is like a, not like a stain on the carpet that you need to pull the couch over. You know, this is good on its own in the glass. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So let's back up a little bit. Um, you guys started in North Park. I mean, you guys are based in North Park, correct? North Park and South Park, yeah. North Park and South Park. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, so I'm trying to put you guys together as a couple right now, and it's not really working for me, is it? No, wait, wait. It's true. <laughs> it is true, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay, got yeah. it. Are you guys married? We just got married. What? Bassam Smith. <laughs> <laughs> you married us. Thank you. <laughs> wait, are you are you ordained? It seems like you should be like a Unitarian Universalist I, minister or something. I, I definitely am trying to force the issue here, okay? Um, okay, so North Park and South Park, you guys are based off... Um, you guys got out of real jobs, you know. Um, you guys had very, you know, um, official-sounding um, mother-supporting jobs, and you got out of them to get into the cocktail business or to get into the spirit spirits business. Ex- excuse me. Um, why? Why did you guys decide to start this? Well, I was in the education business. Um, mm-hmm. I was doing global business development, so I had spent ten years traveling all around the world. It was amazing. And then COVID came and I got to stop for a minute mm-hmm. and catch my breath. And I thought, wow, this is nice. Catching <laughs> your breath, breath is nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can do things like um, I, I wasn't planning for a trip or recovering from a trip and we could relax. And um, it was in COVID that we started talking about, you know, what do we want to do for our next chapter? We were both mm-hmm. were ready for a change. And what was most important was that we did something meaningful, something mm-hmm. that gave back to the community. We realized that we've had a lot of great uh, benefits in our lives and we're doing well and we're happy. And we wanted to give back what we could because um, especially during the pandemic, that wasn't everybody's experience. So yeah. it was really moving for us. And we... Um, we also happen to really like spirits. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and so we thought, you know, what a perfect combination of things to do to start a spirits company, which and Fierce and Kind is, um, it's, was fun because in tech, it's a piece of software. Uh-huh. And you give it to people and then they call you and say, it doesn't work or I forgot my password. Right. And this, these bottles came off the line and it was, here it is. And uh-huh. we could put it in people's hands. No user guide necessary. Right. And so it was a really fun change for us. No tech support calls. What, what do I do with this bottle? How do I use it? How, right. It was just, you know, you open it, you drink it and everybody got that. Yeah. Although after I've had a few drinks, I might need a user manual, you know, mostly for my life and just how to navigate the basic things of living as a human being but the um okay so i mean was it daunting though i mean look you came from Bassam, you come from the tech world what was it, what did yeah. you do in tech so my first company we designed engineered and built high security military facilities okay so special forces operations centers command control centers we designed the briefing system that norman schwarzkopf used in the first gulf war wow it was all these you know mission critical 24 7 type applications yep and I did that for 18 years we sold that company the two other tech companies and, and I love tech I mean it's yeah. my heart and soul but you know it's it it ended up not really being my heart and soul mm-hmm. like you know I'm a I'm really passionate about whiskey my father was a scotch drinker I grew up drinking this stuff at the yeah. right age you know 12 <laughs> <laughs> and um, and um, you know it's and then but I've always been involved in philanthropic work right yeah. um, and those are the things that I really care about and was passionate about and the idea and again this kind of hit us during the pandemic when we were just sitting around in our backyard everybody people were suffering all around us 
Um, and we just decided that we need to do something different, something better. We needed to lend our skills and our passions in ways that were more meaningful to us and to our community. Mm -hmm. So being able to marry our philanthropic work and our passion for whiskey into a venture that served, that literally served the community, right? But then served it again by putting the profits back into places like City Heights. Yeah. You know, that's just... That's different. That's meaningful. That's really pivotal in your life. And that came to me kind of late in my life, but I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad we're doing it. And people are really digging it. We dig what we're doing and people are digging what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, it's a phenomenal boost. The, was it daunting though? You didn't know what the hell you're doing. You have no idea. You have no right to be in this. You know, I mean, I, I, I would, oh, at least for me, I would look at this mountain of work. Yeah. I would go, yes, it would be yeah. very nice. I have my own bourbon. Who doesn't want one? I, you know, 50 cents got a drink. You know, George Clooney's got a drink. I want a drink, you know, but I would think that the amount of operations, the amount of, I mean, you're not a distiller. You didn't come from a long line of moonshiners, you know? Uh, how, how daunting was it? So you did ask that question. It was, it's monumental. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, you know, I get, I get tech. I understand all of that. And then suddenly pivoting to figuring out, all right, how do you distill spirits? How do you supply or, you know, source all your supplies in that whole different supply chain that's just, you know, completely the opposite, right? And so when we first talked about what do we want to do, I mean, I've I've created companies. Mm -hmm. I've started them from scratch. So daunting, yes. Impossible, absolutely not. Just don't know that word. So so in that year, since we had that conversation in the backyard, I began studying the basics of the industry, right? I mean, I knew what I liked. I knew what flavor profiles really just turn me on okay now what flavor profiles okay and i want to ask this of both you two where you're like okay i want to make this like i the ones that i love or i know that you're not imitating we're not doing cover songs here this is your own individual unique thing (laughs) right right it's always a tricky question right so coming from the scotch world you know in scotch it's 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 not a very nuanced palette i know scotch ringers are going to beat me up for this but you know (laughs) it's either peaty or it's not peaty and and there are within that world there are nuances i understand and and again i grew up in that and i and i love that but i was a really I was a peaty scotch drinker Me too. and I love that right mm-hmm. and then I love my Japanese whiskeys too they are stunning right yeah. and I was kind of poo-pooed American whiskeys bourbon it was they were too sugary and the mouthfeel was gummy and I just mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of you know just it's it's not where the game was for me yeah but then I woke up then I learned just mm-hmm. how nuanced what an amazing palette yeah in terms of a, like an artist's canvas mm-hmm. to play with and you can create so much. So I wanted to try to find the depth, the sophistication of those really great scotches and Japanese whiskeys that I've always enjoyed. But I also wanted the ability to play around with flavors in a broader way than you know what you know the, the way that bourbons you know kind of have. So we like vanilla. We like caramel. We like who does spicy right. Yeah. We like that spiciness. We like the woodiness that you get yeah. from the barrel and from you know from the malted barley, which is of course what Scotch comes yeah. from, right? So one of the three grains in our bourbon is malted barley, right? And you okay. can taste that. Yeah. Oh, for right. sure. This totally makes sense because yeah. I I am a big Scotch drinker. I'm a peaty Scotch drinker. Laphroaig, Ardbeg, the whole yeah. nine yards. Yeah. Give it to me all day long. Love, Love it. everything on that little island. I'll take it. <laughs> but when I was drinking this, and to your point of how smooth it is, I was kind of like, and I didn't want to say because I, I don't drink that much anymore, truthfully. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I lost my palate. Maybe I lost my game. But 
but as soon as you started talking about scotch, I was like, I knew it. Yeah. This is a scotch drinker's bourbon. Yeah. And I have the same issues with bourbon, that cloying, sticky. Yeah. And But there is such a palette, and I know that I haven't explored it enough. So yeah. I feel like I'm like way behind on your journey, but you totally just connected the dots for I, me. I'm glad we could all bring it together here. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And that's the cool thing about this. It doesn't have that gummy mouth. It has a really nice mouth feel, right? You guys for probably sure. all yeah. noticed that, right? And then the finish is nice and easy. It's not like that burn. It kind of, I mean, it, it's, it's a whiskey, right? There's a little bit of heat to it. Sure. But you want the, the burn. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Madonna's silk glove from that video in the 80s, except Ooh. for one has like a little bit of sandpaper. Uh, like, you know, one of the fingers has some sandpaper on it, yeah. you know? I like that's that. A, that's the most disgusting metaphor that I've made in a no, long, long I, time. I like it. I wasn't aware of this glove. <laughs> oh, come on. The Material Girl glove? It had, had, had sandpaper on that it? That was like the original that's glove. That's the OJ kick of the, the whiskey there. going down. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, I was like, yeah. Madonna and sandpaper gloves. Look, I've had, had two sips of whiskey. <laughs> right. It's just going to get weirder from here. Um, okay, so you've, you're starting this up. You're, you're studying everything. Um, are you guys, you're in on it. You don't know how to say impossible. You know that you can pull this off. Do you know you can pull this off? No, I have to give all the credit to him, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I was a teacher for 12 years. I worked in corporate, like mm-hmm. entrepreneurship scared me to death. Yeah, It was always something I wanted to do. All, when I was 16 years old, my girlfriend and I would sit in a coffee shop and talk about what company can we start? How yeah. can we do something? We want to be our own bosses. And I just never had the courage. And so he... It's terrifying. It I'll is. Yeah. It is. But you know what? It's just as terrifying these days to be in a corporate technology company. There's no security there that perceived we used to have. And so why not put fate in your own hands? Mm -hmm. And I work hard. I am so happy working for myself, for us, and Mm -hmm. for what we're doing, rather than for a private equity owner of a company. I mean, that's it. Failure is your own. Own it all. You know, I mean, it's... I've never been more terrified being a business owner in my entire life. It's never, the aging process has been super fueled in my in my own body, but I've also never been so fulfilled, you know. And I've never seen the, the things that uh, we put out as a team, you know. And, and you look at, you know, we just put out a South Bay issue, and you look at that cover, and you go, "Dear God, that's cool." And you get somebody from the South Bay reaching out to us and saying, "Like, oh my God, that th- what I feel as a native here, as somebody who's born and raised here, is like an immense sense of pride." Yeah. And you go, "God." Okay, we just did that. We made you know one person, maybe more than that, you know, feel a real sense of pride. You know, and that's kind of again going back to what you guys are doing, being being cause driven. So, why can why in um, you said North Carolina, correct? Yes. Okay, why North Carolina? Well, it's the original distilling state of the union. Got it's, it. It's where NASCAR was born because when they went into prohibition, all of those legal distillers became bootleggers, went up into the mountains, souped up their cars and had to outrun the cops, you know, the feds, because, because you know, the great American spirit, bourbon yeah. whiskey, was now outlawed. Yeah. And North Carolina went into prohibition five years before the rest of the country and came out 10 years after the rest of the country. So Interesting. It, it fell behind. Yeah. So people, when people think of American whiskey, of bourbon, they think Kentucky, oh, sure, they Kentucky. think Tennessee, might even think Texas, right? But North Carolina, you know, where we distill, it's called the liquor capital of the world, because those good old boys, they know how to make whiskey. 
Interesting. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. know how to run fast. Oh, hell yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So do you have a minivan or you have like one of those really fast moonshine cars? Tell me. Uh, you know, I, I have a little Prius that just all, <laughs> all four cylinders fire up when I got that's the booze the California loaded California bourbon up. maker It is, in you. man. That's the California don't, don't moonshiner try, running car. Don't try chasing me down. I got you. Four cylinders, they're all hitting. <laughs> I get out of eco mode and I am gone. <laughs> I mean, that's it all, right? So. <laughs> I smell like potato chips all the time. <laughs> oh my God, I love both of you so much <laughs> um, okay so you're getting it that's interesting talk to me a little bit more about with the community in terms of what you say by sustainable grains yeah. what a what do you mean by sustainable grains it kind of give us a, a primer yeah so you know as any like we are all you guys are really deep in the food mm-hmm. and beverage business yep. right as we all are right this is what we love and, and we can talk more about food here in just a little bit but as any good chef will tell you, whether professional or home chef, ingredients matter. Yeah. It all comes down to your ingredients, right? Yeah. And and the other part of it is the other ingredients that nobody really likes to talk about, the additives, the sugars, mm-hmm. all of the things that don't belong in a good spirit, not in a tequila, not in a vodka, not in a whiskey. So when we say sustainable, we're not just talking about, again, the actual ingredients. We're talking about the people that are consuming this, the people that are creating, the people that are bringing the grains to the distillery. Mm -hmm. So we care about what our consumers are drinking, right? We're not going to put any additives. We're not going to put anything that's bad for you. Yep. I mean... Insofar as spirits aren't bad for sure. you, right? Right. Well, use responsibly. I mean, <laughs> use responsibly. It's right there on the label, right? That's as bad. That's as far as our user manual goes, right? Don't hurt anybody with this, <laughs> right? Especially yourself. Um, but then, you know, when you get your grains from families that are growing them right near your distillery, um, it's not agribusiness. It's not Cargill. It's not any of these, you know, massive million-acre, you know, mega corporations yeah they're family folks yeah right just like all of the family great family-run restaurants that we have around here yeah family operate and if so, you're gonna have a distillery there you want to use that family down the street you do yeah. you absolutely do right. right and so so that really matters and then it's just good for the environment too right yeah. it's just good to go with non-gmo product to you know use you know no pesticides or minimal amount of pesticides on your mm-hmm. grains. You know, all of that stuff just makes a difference in how the product tastes and how, and it shows how much you respect the people who are buying your product yep. because you're offering them something that is authentically good. Yeah. Right. And it's, and it may cost a little bit more, Yeah, you know, I mean, it, sure. of course so you could import some really crappy base, you know, um, base spirit, right. you know, from somewhere that would could be way more cost effective and it right. wouldn't be good. The, I mean, in terms of, I always say that about ingredients is that in San Diego, we have the best produce in the world, arguably some of it, you know, our soil is, you know, the most fertile thing. It is the octomom of soils. The, um, but Having a big <laughs> wow, that just caught up with me right there. Yeah, I was like, I guess we're not reacting to that. Okay. Dang. Truthfully, we're so used to Troyisms that we're just like, there's another one, and I was like, is nobody laughing? Oh my okay. gosh. <laughs> But it is, I mean, if I wasn't drinking, that would have hit me a lot faster and harder. But thank God for the booze. It lightened up the hit. So, that, was a, that was a delayed reaction. Um, but yeah, I surprised myself. Um, 
But the I, I always say with the, the ingredients that we start with, and you know, one of the chefs that we talk about all the time, Travis Weikert uh, from Cali, he he said every time he was working at Bar Balud for under Daniel Balud, Daniel Balud being one of the best French chefs in the world, sure. would order the best produce, and every time he would get a box in the restaurant, it would say San Diego. Yeah. You know, so we have the best base ingredient. It's like running a forty yard dash, but starting at the ten yard line, right. you know, or twenty yard line right. even. You know, you have to start with that great base ingredient, right? Absolutely agree. Yeah, absolutely agree. And, and then again, this the second part of that is, you know, from batch to batch, from barrel to barrel, our our whiskey will probably be a little bit different because mm-hmm. the grains are a little bit different, yep. and because we are not trying to balance out the flavor profile by putting additives in, which is what. And not to knock anybody, but all the big brands, what they're doing, right? It's like, no matter what bottle you bought, whether it was 10 years ago or 30 years, it's, it's going to taste exactly the same mm-hmm. because they got a baseline. Yep. And if the, if the grains and the barrels aren't giving them that baseline flavor mm-hmm. profile, they're going to add sugar or some other additive. They've into, got a flavor lab that will figure, they'll they fix do. it. Yep. They absolutely do. And that's just something... You, our next batch, you can taste it and say, well, that's just a little bit different, which should be a welcome thing because you know we didn't add any crap in there right. to make it match some yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, corporate guy's perceived idea of what tastes good. Yeah, exactly. It's what nature gave Person gave 26B said that they prefer yeah. vanilla notes on every right. third sip, so therefore we have this right. additive. Exactly and they, yeah, right. Exactly it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're it, not doing that. It's a living breathing, breathing thing. Yeah. Um, the name, Fierce and Kind. Um, who came up? Oh, 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 she is excited. Push the microphone that way. <laughs> Wait, okay, so what, what's behind the name? So it's really based in our mission. Yeah. And we feel like in order to make an impact in the world, we all have to be fierce and kind. Mm-hmm. And that's who we want to be. That's what we want our company to be. And um, and it just, we played around with it. You know how naming stuff goes. Like, it takes forever. You go through a million things. You go through trademark. You go through all of this. You have a great and name, and you look at the trademark, like, oh, somebody thought of it. Yeah. I'm like, I tried to name this company Apple, but it didn't seem <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um So, yeah, so it's it's really based in our, and Fierce and Kind is based in our mission. And I mean, it, and that makes sense, because you can't just be a pushover. You, have, you kind, I always say, yeah, um, authentic, humble, and kind. You know, like be real, you know, be be honest with your your thoughts, you know, yeah. don't be so like fakely kind that you're not able to be honest, you know, um, but and be humble because you're going to get humbled a thousand different ways. You know, and ego is the, the killer of us all. Yeah. But, but kind yeah. is, is one is my personal motto as well. Yeah. The um, OK, so that's your motto. The when you when you're going through the process of, of really launching this thing, what did the first batch taste like? I mean, obviously you have professionals that you're working with, right? You you have you're starting a brand. You want to do this thing that you're very passionate about. You trust people. You find the best experts, and they and they produce it. Was was the first one shitty though, or what, how? Oh hell no! <laughs> oh, it's great. Oh no! <laughs> you're drinking the first batch. Oh, this is no. Oh, no yeah. Way. How is it? It's, it's fantastic. It Damn rules. right. How Damn nervous right. were you though on that line when you? Like, oh no. I mean, you know, when you do something like this, you're putting everything on the line. You're nervous. Yeah. Still, you're always I don't know if I'm nervous. Okay, so <laughs> it sounded good. All right, listen. I, this, this is my fourth company, right? I'm a little numb to it. the nervousness of it. A little bit numb, but I feel good about it. You know, I just feel good about it. 
And when we did this and we were, we were doing the taste profiles, and you know, we haven't talked about the vodka, but the vodka is crazy good. Yeah. And I know there's a vodka that's divide the one that's in won San awards, Diego. Right? It's, well, they've, well, they've all won awards. Every yeah. one of our spirits is award winning, right? The vodka is only one of three in the world to have gotten double platinum because it is, it's cre- people say vodka is vodka. No, mm-hmm. this is creamy. It has mm-hmm. notes of botanicals. It's it's the sort of vodka that truly you can just pour over a large cube, maybe a lemon twist, yeah. and just sip it. So is this the new thing? Can Lovely. you educate our listeners on this we, a little we bit? Are, we are doing this. We we were just yeah. at, we were at a tasting with a, a very prominent restaurant in San Diego yesterday. They're mm-hmm. picking us up. They're bringing us in, um, and and we and we poured the and they said ah, vodka, you know, and I said no, just try. Yeah, and they did, and he goes, oh damn. Yeah, we could definitely educate our customers about just putting this over a large cube and huh. just sipping it. It's just that good. Well, and it's that, that clean. That's so interesting that you can change the perception of vodka because that's the, been the idea that I've had about vodka for the longest time. It's yeah. the wallflower spirit. It doesn't yeah. have any personality of its own. There's, it's assumed to have no craft. Right. It's assumed to have no nuance. Right. It, it is just the most boring person in the room, including one of the biggest restaurant groups that I know for the longest time would not serve vodka. Yeah. You know, for I the mean, record, I'm the most boring person in the room. But the vodka, <laughs> the vodka shines, baby. It does. It shines. And you're right. Like there are prominent, there's a prominent, you know, restaurant group in San Diego that simply won't put vodka yeah. in, right? And it's supposed to be the neutral spirit. Yeah. Like it's just not supposed to have flavor. But that isn't the origin of vodka. That isn't the way it used to be. It's kind of the way oh. it's become. I know. So how did it used to Tell be? more. It used to be something that that did have character, that did have flavor, and you played around with, you know, different ways of creating and producing. As I pass the bottle around the table, I know we, we're run, uh, we've run out of glasses. Drink, and drink right out of the bottle, oh, no, man. I'll Go have for to it. Finish we're this bourbon and to I, taste I would, the know, vodka. We can give it a rinse with Topo Chico. Yes, we have Topo. Yeah. <laughs> we are yeah. all hooked up. So, but that's yeah. that, that's interesting. So. I, I, I did wonder why you did a vodka. Yeah. I mean, aside from the fact that, you know, obviously vodka is a, a wildly popular selling spirit. And I figured maybe that was like your sales generator. And then you would get into the more interesting spirits, which I would totally understand, you know. But no, you're saying the opposite. It no. can be a really nuanced and interesting spirit. And it used to be we have we basically just corporatized vodka and yeah. took its soul right out of its body. Yeah, that's okay. exactly true. Yeah. No, we're, this is an important part of our business. We're standing by this vodka. It's It's important to us. We care about it. Our, our, our retail and on-premise partners care about it. They are pouring it. They're making amazing martinis with this. I mean, I mean I'm just having an article idea, Troy. I, I, I pitched I Troy all my article ideas. <laughs> is vodka the next whiskey? Yes, clean glasses. That, that article would do gangbusters. Is vodka the, next, the, new, uh, the new whiskey? People would lose their yeah, minds I in a bad way, which is fun. We, look, in, in the restaurant world, chefs always have to educate consumers about ingredients, True. about you know what it means to have small place instead of you know this massive... What was that place called? Claim Jumper that put yeah. you know, 18 tons of food in front of you and flavor didn't matter, but the portion did. It's like, you know, there's always education ongoing in food and beverage. And part of our mission is we want people to relearn what vodka is about. I mean, we're not going to stake our lives on that. Like people can choose. People are cool. They can, sure. you know, they can figure but shit vodka out sells, for themselves. Even if they're not drinking, obviously if they're not drinking yeah. it neat, it'll I mean, be a seller, yeah, right? I mean, mix it if you want, for sure. I, I go home, you know, I'm a, I'm a blues guy. I love just going, turning on my Macintosh sound system, pouring some blues, 
and turning the lights down and just listening and having Cindy here at my side. I mean, mm-hmm. what a beautiful night that is, right? You know, I think you should keep him around. That was really yeah, nice. Yeah, you should. You should. Change my name, too. And, uh, and, um, and every once in a while, I'll, I'll substitute vodka for my, my whiskey. And I'll just sit there and sip this over a large cube. And again, with a lemon twist. And it's just a revelation freaking to me. awesome. I, I, I did not know you could nuance vodka. I mean, and, and that's... That we'll is we'll taste it. What, what do you guys think? I know. I, yeah. just, I just brought us in some clean glasses if you're listening at home. Yeah, that was very quick. By the way, I was like, I was like, wow, I mean, you it sprinted. It doesn't smell like vodka. I'll tell a, a short vodka story. When I was in college, you know, as college kids do, mm-hmm. they invent drinking games, try to find you know the most offensive way that they could j- get drunk humanly possible. So what we used to do is we used to take Dubra, which if you're initiated, is probably the cheapest vodka yeah. on the market. That yeah. and Barnett. Yeah. We used to microwave <laughs> shots of it and then <laughs> give it to people. Microwave <laughs> Dubra. <laughs> Wow. Oh so this is God. a new experience for me. <laughs> okay. Not going to lie. I'm permanently scarred by Jackie's stories. <laughs> um, I feel dirty inside and possibly radioactive. How do you think I feel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is really, really good. Okay. So give us, tell us how you nuance vodka. Okay. Okay. Well. I, I give, give away all of your trade secrets. Not, it's not a great story. Okay. It's not. So I'm not, I'm not going to tell it. First of all, I, I, I am. I'm just joking. Okay. Right. Okay. Did you like it, Jackie? It's it's great. Yeah. I'm shocked. I mean, you just heard my, ex- you know, yeah. my long experience with vodka. So yeah. this is truly she's, a revelation. She's going to really need stunning. to go stick it in a microwave. It's really. <laughs> it's, it's not. You know, it's not hot enough. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? I think it's great. Um, definitely, the botanicals and florals come out. Yeah. Um, I don't want to make this comparison because I don't know if you would find it like. <laughs> no. So but you, it's you, like you, it has like little notes of like uh, of like you know like uh, juniper berries from like a gin or something like that. Gin vibes. So it's like it's like it's like a vodka for a gin drinker. Yeah. So, so you have really, the botanical yeah. flavorful yeah. version, or not versions of other drinks, yeah. but reminiscent of other styles of spirits. Yeah. In other types of spirits. Yeah. It's Love a it. really interesting vodka, and this is what we're trying to educate people on, that it is, it's different, and it's worth exploring. Yeah. And not to, I mean, absolutely, go and mix it any way you dig mixing vodka. Sure. But try it neat. I think you'll really yeah. love it. So how we, so I'll just tell you, it's 100% corn. Yeah. Right? So we're, it, it is an American vodka. That's why we called it mm-hmm. that. Um, and, um, and zero additives. So it's 100% gluten-free, zero additives, nothing to alter the flavor. And I'll just tell you, it's it's the type of corn, which mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into. And it's heirloom the, and, grown and, in daddy's backyard hush you, somewhere. Hush, hush. <laughs> <laughs> and, the kind they and, make nixtamalized tortillas from. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And and it's the water. I mean, right. any any good New York pizza maker, will, bagel maker will tell you the water matters, it right? Does. And the water here really really matters. Yeah. So we. We played around with a lot of different water treatments, mm-hmm. all holistic, all natural, all really clean. And we got some really harsh, harsh vodka samples. Sure. And then we got some way too mellow mm-hmm. vodka. So like, wow, is this really a spirit? And then we kind of just went three notches that way. And we came up with this. And How many waters did you try to find? That's so interesting. You're, yeah. really, you're right. It's only two ingredients, really, yeah, at the end of the day. it is. That's all it is. That's yeah. all it is. And it's amazing how much of a difference the water can make. Yeah. It really, really is. How many did you go through? You, you, uh, like seven different okay. types yeah. of water, right? So and this is Dasani. 
It's Dasani in this one? Yeah. I, I wasn't going to tell you. I detected a faint <laughs> What it really, What it really was is Madonna came and just dipped a glove <laughs> finger, steered it around a bit. So this is holy oh, water. Man. It's holy water, You bring actually. me back to my own weirdness. I appreciate you so much. Dude, I dig your weirdness, Dude, man. Keep it going. That, that is fantastic. I mean, really, and, and that's it's good for everybody to know that you actually can make a nuanced vodka. I think it it's a holy, kind of kind of blows my mind a little bit. Okay, so you launched Fierce and Kind. When, when, it was 2021, correct? So started working on it in 2021. That's when I started penciling things out. Yeah. And then a year later, I came to Cindy and I said, remember that conversation we had in the backyard uh-huh well here's what we're gonna do with it you so know? wait you guys just had the conversation you started working on it like basically hatched an entire plan then came to her and you're like don't worry i got it all figured out basically yeah yeah, yeah. and you thought he was he was gonna give up give up on it and you were like good i don't have to leave my cushy corporate job that's it i can just stay safe i can stay here everything i got, give me a warm blanket you know you're like no, I, I like he's a researcher. Um, he's so smart, and just going through all of the legal stuff, I knew he was up to something. Right. Um, but I was happy to find out after all of that hard work had been you done. You kept it a secret from her. <laughs> well, it wasn't so much a secret. We don't have secrets. Right. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> You're trouble, pal. I, I am. I know. Right. Oopsie. <laughs> um. No, it wasn't such a secret. It was more that, you know, I mean, everybody has a million ideas in their head, sure. right? And it's easy to discount this stuff. And, and I, I don't like failing at things. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to make sure that we could do this. Yeah. And again, this is way out of our comfort zone, yeah. right? Again, we both come from tech. She's in ad tech, I'm in tech tech. Yeah. And to do something like this, you really needed to know what the... F- what doing. the fuck you're doing, yes, right? Absolutely. And you have so I, I just needed to find stable ground yep. uh, before I could come and say, and I knew that Cindy, you know, doesn't, she's not done entrepreneurial stuff before. Yep. She's brilliant as a, you know, as a VP of global business development. And she built amazing structures and infrastructures for, for her previous companies. But, you know, I needed her to be comfortable with this venture and that we together could do it. And so, yeah, that year was really just so. I picture out some light blues system. playing in the background. You've made dinner because you're a smart man. I always make dinner. You, 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 make, you make dinner, and you're like, "Okay, I have a proposal now." We had a nice conversation. Yeah. You remember this a year ago? Okay, so that's 2021. Yeah. So, how do you? I mean, look, you've got to go door to door, right? It's, yeah. it's on you guys. Literally, you guys are putting the Prius to the to the streets. You know, yes. eco mode, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and you get your get your first um, bottles, and uh, the vodka was the first one, or the they came out together. They came out together. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you came out together. You've got two products. The be- the uh, the the um, uh, packaging is beautiful. It looks Thank lovely. You. You're just driving the streets of San Diego, yeah. and, and probably trying to meet with some distributors and things like that. Or not yet. Okay. And I'll tell you why. And then I'll go back to answering the door to door thing. Yeah. Um, every touch with our business partners, our retail partners, our on-premise partners, our restaurants, bars, really matters. So it isn't just the first knock on the door, hey, here's who we are, we're fierce and kind, we're super cool, we got great booze, um, Check, you know, try us. It's when you deliver the spirits and you get to touch again and mm-hmm. say hi and how's it going and what questions do you have and you know, it's all a matter of education when you're an emerging brand, you guys know this, right? Yeah. 
And so, yeah, we're going to self-distribute for as long as we can until we absolutely can't do it. Yeah. And then we'll talk to a distributor and we have a couple in mind. But, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, it is door to door. It's mm-hmm. it's our tasting bag and it's our brand profile and it's going to, the, well, we started off going to the bars and restaurants that we hang yeah, out at, right. our stomping grounds. Where was the right? first bar or restaurant that you went to? So, um, the first restaurant. And did they take you? Rovino in Little Italy and yes. Okay. Okay. Right. And Vince. Spend enough money at the restaurant. Yeah. You're like, now. <laughs> And I'd like to get some of that money back. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but you know, well, you have to support, so for sure. Absolutely. As one, as one bar owner said to me, it's like you're just buying back all your shit. It's like, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> we're we, in the magazine business. We're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know. I mean, we definitely support it. We bring our friends and we, and we tell our family. Yeah. You know, everybody goes. But, you know, Ray's Liquor in North Park. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, iconic place right there on the corner of Redwood and 30th. Yeah. And... That was the that was the first door I knocked on, mm-hmm. and he said, "Hell yeah, I'm going to give you a chance." Nice. And he picked up some cases, and he he sells a lot of our stuff, and we really love Mike down there. Um, and then you know Fernside and Dunedin because we're in South Park and North Park, yeah. and both those places carry us, and we love them. But those those are places we hang out at, right? Yeah. And there's just a bunch. I mean, we, you know, we're we're throughout California mm-hmm. in off premise, and then on premise, we're primarily in San Diego, and and just because it. It's just a lot of hard work to get for sure an on-premise partner to take you on. Yeah. So if you are listening, call me. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah. Please add to it. Yeah. So back to your door-to-door comment. So we got some shelves space in uh, a couple bottle houses in our neighborhood, and then we're like, "How are we going to get people there?" I know. Yeah. Right. And so there's social media, which is it's hard to crack, right? How do you get? to the people who you want to go in and who's how long does it take them to so we would walk our dog Tessa Mm -hmm. and we'd made some postcards and we would drop a postcard said hey we're your neighbors we make this spirit you can get it at these four places in the neighborhood yeah and we would map out every day when we walked like we covered these streets and we would go drop these postcards no i yeah. love that i mean you were you were basically the paper boy of vodka exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the beautiful moment we were at the dog park and a guy comes up to bassam and asks him well what do you do and he says oh you know i'm a bootlegger we make these spirits <laughs> and he said i'll let bassam finish the story because it's fantastic so it's a really cool guy. He's an engineer at, the, at this, you know, um, unofficial dog park in, 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 um, in North Park. Yeah, bootleg and dog park. We right? have a bootleg. Well, we're not going to name it because we don't yeah. want the fun. There we go. Uh, we'll, get, we'll all get busted. <laughs> the neighbors will now hate us and start burning our booze. <laughs> um, um, and, and yeah, this guy says, wait, what was the name of the company? And I go, Fierce and Kind. And he goes, man, this is crazy. Like, I just came home from work yesterday and this guy says, wait, I got to show you something. And he runs into his house and he walks back out with a bottle of Fierce and Kind bourbon. He says, have you seen this yet? And he goes, I just got a postcard the other day and I went to, uh, to raise and I picked it up and it's, it's damn good shit. You got to try this. Nice. So community matters. It does. I mean, in that, you, God, you put so much on the line. Again, yeah. you're totally immune to this now. I mean, you're basically, oh, no. you're immortal from, from any kind of fear of, of, of launching companies. <laughs> I fear you. Um, but, 
you know, it's you put a lot into it, yeah. and, and and it takes so much hard work. I mean, how I guess that's how you kind of stand out in a in a crowded field, right? You have your Tito's, you have your Jack Daniels, you got you got you your basic ones, you yeah. know. And in order to make a spirits company happen, it has to be that personal touch. Yeah, right? it has sure. to be you going to your neighbors, you actually taking time going back to you know and making a personal relationship that matters. Yeah, and then those people become your friends and your ambassadors, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a slog until it's not a slog. And, it, and, and and in order for it not to be a slog, you really have to rely on your community. And the cool thing about San Diego, and San Diego is freaking brilliant, right? I mean, look at the brewing industry that grew up here. And if people didn't embrace it, it never would have been, right? It's San Diegans are amazing people, and they care. And and so... I always call us the Des Moines by the sea. Yeah, man. You know, it's that, that, it's that like Midwestern kind of, you know, hey, how are you? Come they, on. They give a shit. And yeah. it's very earnest. They really do. It really, it really is, right? Yeah, and local is really important. I guess yeah. that's because for the longest time, not a lot was made yeah. here. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was a place where people came to go see Shamu and spend their money that they made elsewhere in right. Pittsburgh and Chicago and New York and L.A. Right. You know, so we were just their vacation stomping ground. We were a souvenir cup, you know, of California. True. And then when we started making our own stuff and not just military airplanes, you know, we were, we were making like, re, like crafty things. We became really proud of it. And I think that craft yeah. beer really... That sense of camaraderie, that sense of community, especially yeah. in any kind of maker scene, right. craft brewing deserves a ton. Absolutely, uh, of, of credit for that. Those people are heroic. Yeah, and and now you know our chefs are heroic. I mean, it's not the big national chains that are making. A, I mean, they they actually screwed up our food scene in San Diego for decades, right? And right. it's these homegrown chefs that are just kicking ass, mm-hmm. showing the world what a food scene can look like. Yeah, and. That's local. Yeah. These are local people doing amazing, amazing things. And so, yeah, San Diegans, you know, give them a round of applause for supporting the brewers, for supporting mm-hmm. um, the restaurants that are emerging all from here all the way up to Oceanside, man. I mean, it's just an amazing scene. Yep. And now hopefully, you know, supporting the distillers and the, and the spirits brands that are coming out of San Diego. And there's a lot of us. And, and that's yeah. why local matters. I mean, it's, it's a slogan, right? It's a bumper sticker. And, you know, it's kind of become patent right at some circles, I guess. But the reason why it matters is because you're supporting somebody from home. I mean, the reason why... Claire and I took over San Diego Mag was because I sat on my Instagram during the pandemic and I told the stories of, you know, we just opened up Instagram Live and we talked to the restaurateurs and the chefs and these moms and, moms and pops and we had a conversation every single night for a year, you know, that basically said, you know, like, please go down and, you know, buy these people's food. We cried together, we laughed together and it was the most meaningful thing that I'd ever done because I was actually telling the story of the people down the street. Yeah. And that's why I decided that's to cool. ditch a national TV show and, and come down here and do something local because yeah. it, when, you're, when you're really invested in it's not a it's not like an America first thing you know what I mean it's a but it's it's helping and telling the stories of people down the street you can see the effect of on their lives and you know you kind of like know them personally is the most rewarding kind of contribution that you can make I guess right so so all right so fierce kind so 25 percent so you guys formed your own, um, obviously, you said you want to be the Ben and Jerry's of spirits, you know, which, which means giving back and contributing to society is a big part of it. 25% is not a small um, amount of your profits are going to, you know, good works. 
Yeah, I mean, that that's the reason we started the company. We thought, let's build a company that fuels the foundation. Mm-hmm. So with the foundation, we never have to go out and ask for money. Mm-hmm. We've got it built into the system. Mm-hmm. And so it has to be significant in order to make an impact. So, yeah. um, so that's what we decided. I won't, I'll tell you, there have been days when we're like, Oh, that's sure. a lot. <laughs> it, it's hard. We could use like yeah. two or three percent of that twenty-five, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. You look at it at the budget sheet, but yeah, it's but admirable. And it's you know, in this, it, it, there's so much conversation right now about how companies can contribute. There are yeah. questions of capitalism and this and that, and everyone's talking about it. It's all over TikTok, right? So if you can find a different way to do business that allows you to be successful and continue on and pay your bills and also allows to give back, it seems like it's really the way it's got to go nowadays, right? And, and that's the thing. It can. And if every company behaved that way, it would be a different world, right? Mm-hmm. So um, so that we kind of wanted to set it up as here's an example of how you can run a company that is connected to community and is giving back. And not only that, but takes care of the suppliers to the employees to everybody. Like we're just living our lives. You know, everybody wants to have a great day at work, uh, provide for their families. We're all in it together. So let's yep. do ways that support each other and we all grow together. Now, and what are the what are the um, organizations uh, that you support um, specifically? And it seems like that's a bulk of what you do. Um, is is it refugee um, w- women? Yeah. So the first organization we're supporting is in City Heights, and you know we're in, we we live in South Park, right? Our yep. office address uh, is, is in North Park, and City Heights is just across the freeway, right? Yeah. But you want to talk about a tale of two cities, right? Mm-hmm. And so South you know, City Heights is an amazing amazing community yeah right 40 languages spoken amazing people great cultures mm-hmm. and um and so nile sisters uh, a really cool organization that trains predominantly working class predominantly immigrant w- women not exclusively mm-hmm. in healthcare careers got it so these are women who you know go from earning sub-minimum wage salaries mm-hmm. um being abused in, in terms of you know Typical of what happens in in those sort of work environments, sure. To you know, becoming um, healthcare practitioners and earning fifty, mm-hmm. eighty thousand more a year. That's just that's life changing. Yeah, you know, that's life changing for a, a woman who's either on, on her own or heads a household um, to suddenly be able to provide so much better for her kids, for her family. It's life changing, mm-hmm. right? And you have these multi generational families, and that even becomes even more important, right? And the other thing that we're doing in City Heights is. Um, we have a, a it, our first event's going to be February 20th, and I think we're cool to talk about this. And um, I gotta <laughs> got to go the look thumbs up from the PR agency over, there, over here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's um, we're we're we're, bring, we're working with the United States uh, USBG, the Bartenders Guild. Okay, and we're we're bringing 20 um, individuals, bartenders, hopefully. Uh, we're giving them cash and giving them a list of stores, retail, coffee shops, restaurants, bars, that they can go and spend that cash on. So they're pairing up. And the idea is to familiarize people from outside of the community what City Heights is like, what great, brilliant place, how beautiful the people are. And no better way to do that than to go and experience those people. Eat their food, drink at their bars, go shop at their stores, right? And so our first time doing this will be February 20th, just Uh a few weeks away. And... And we're going to do a lot of this. We're going to bring people into City Heights. City Heights takeover. You're basically yeah, it is. So you're you're giving people money to go spend it with local merchants. Yeah, 
You sure you want to give a bunch of bartenders a I bunch know. of cash? <laughs> we hope they don't just go to one bar and stay there the whole day. But here, let me, let me just let me just add one more thing about that. Yeah. What's cool about this this mission-driven company isn't that we decided to do it right because we did we yeah. decided to do this and feed the foundation 25 percent of the profits what's really cool about it is that people consumers are choosing to participate yeah they're choosing to make a difference mm -hmm. they know that every bottle they purchase or every pour or cocktail at a restaurant is doing good in yeah. a community right next door to them yeah. right and that's powerful to be able mm -hmm. to go to you know you're standing in the aisle at a bottle shop and you're looking at Fierce and Kind and you're looking at anything else. And anything else isn't doing a damn thing in your community. But Fierce and Kind is putting 25% of its profits back into the community and you're making that choice. You're a fucking unbelievably amazing human being. Right. That's just right. cool. Well, and, and look, right. at the end of the day, the biggest question for anybody is why should I believe in you? You yeah. know, I mean, who are you? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's I, I for me, quality and or talent has never been the most important thing. It's it's a who you are. Right. You know, and I've always said here, there's a no asshole um, policy at San Diego magazine. You know, if you're somebody has 98 units of talent and somebody else has 74, but that 74 is really easy to get along with a kind, cool human being. That 74 is getting my, my vote every single day. Yeah. You know, and I guess and that's this is a way to quantify that. It's like we are not just going to say that we're going to do good. We're not going to occasionally get do a couple of nonprofit. Profit events here and there. We're gonna have twenty five percent of our profits, and you're talking net profits. Yeah, not not gross. Okay, damn. So, so net huge. profits, you're wow, giving wow. that, and, and you're giving it into the neighborhood that's right across the street from you that you see that obviously could use a little bit more help. Like you said, you know, yeah. it's a tale of two cities. You yeah. know, you identify in the the place in San Diego that could use a little bit of a lift, and you actively do it. Nice work. And the booze is good. I know. You're, we're yeah. not even sacrificing quality here. It's 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 win-win. I know. If your booze sucked, I'd probably still buy it. But it's really, really good. You know? Well, and it's also a model we want to recreate as well. So as we expand to other markets, we can help different communities there. So mm -hmm. um, it'll and it can just keep growing. And we see it as growing little bubbles. Yeah. So um, we grow the market, we build that community. Sure. And then we we find a new market and do the same thing. Well, cheers to you guys. And David, anybody? Because I, I, I always like the logistics questions and whatnot. How many, like in 2023, how many barrels did you do? Oh, we're not releasing those numbers. Oh, okay, you never mind. You have to ask me that. <laughs> we're not. We're How not many bottles then? <laughs> Thousands. And then I will do the math Would you and believe? engineer it. No, so we had a very successful first year. Great. Um, and, and as an emerging brand, I mean, we, we, we didn't make, you know, a ton of money. Um, as an emerging brand, we're, we're very conscientious of the numbers that we released in our first year. But we, we had a very successful first year. Mm -hmm. Really thrilled about the numbers. And this year, 2024, is just going to be kick-ass. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Any yeah. thoughts of a tasting room? Y yes. Um, I'm looking over at my. Uh, oh, you would have uh, given me the thumbs down. down. Are we, are we you were kicked out of the room. Here? Yeah, we got the thumbs so up. So we have we have like a lot of really cool things we're doing this year. I mean, some really just phenomenal things, and you guys, of course, will know about them. You know, before Thank they you very much. before That's they actually happen. I know, right? <laughs> Thank you. You get the scoop. <laughs> I was um, going to ask anyway. But you know, it, we are. So here's another thing that kind of ties into the tasting room. So it's a great question. Is that not only do we care about the communities that we're in? we're trying to democratize what the spirits world looks like. So we have put our shares up for sale. People mm -hmm. can buy shares in Fierce and Kind. Uh, we have an equity crowdfunding campaign yep. that's active right now. 
Um, you can go to netcapital.com. It's a shameless plug, but I'm going to do it. Give me some insider trading <laughs> and I'll invest in this. I mean, <laughs> so there's a really great spirits company. That makes good booze, good vibes, and good folks. Um, <laughs> I like that. They're called Fierce and Kind. Um, so <laughs> you are the I, human blues. I, I, <laughs> I can, we, can you I'm, be on the podcast I'm, I'm, forever? I'm the Martha Stewart of the inside trading world. It's like, <laughs> it's, it, it's not a big deal, but I'm still going to get 20 years. <laughs> that poor woman, man. No, the guys on Wall Street, like they're all just having a good time. And Martha Stewart uh, went Martha to prison. Martha Stewart goes to prison. <laughs> I know. They're like, they put her in what Do you guys follow her on Instagram? I totally do. Oh, 100% shameless. the best follow she, I have. It's she amazing. Is. She's yeah. amazing. But so um, in raising the money, uh, we're trying to raise $1.5 million, and, um, and we've done well so far. Um, but we want people to be a part of the brand. We want not, It's not just a matter of sharing the wealth. Like, what a great thing to be able to own what you consume, yeah. right? You talk about conscious capitalism. This is as conscious as it can get, right? You own what you are putting on the table between you and your friends, right? It's just an awesome, awesome thing. So that's available. But in, in raising the funds, we do hope to, to open our tasting room in Bistro. I'm not going to tell you. You know you have a place. I can see I it in your do. eyes. I have it an better idea where I want nope, it to be. You've got it. Right. You've already talked but you to know them. What? Here, I will promise I you guys it. this. I will take you guys for a tour before we make any announcements. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. So it'll be a, it'll be a, a tasting room in a kitchen. And we're really into music. Like music is a passion. Yeah. And we last month we had session one of the Fierce and Kind Bourbon and Blues sessions. Where did it you do was, it? We did it at the Jazz Lounge in the college area, Leonard Patton's okay. place. It's a yeah. freaking awesome place. If you I guys, live right by there. Oh, we so go all cool. the time. It is such an And he's such a cool, cool dude. And, um, and, and that was session one, but we're going to keep doing this. And session one was um, an industry thing. It was, it was on a Monday night, so it's industry night. And it was for our retail partners. And it was just our expression of gratitude in our first year of all of yep. those on and off nice. partners who embraced us, yep. who brought us in out of the cold sure. and said, we believe in you. Yeah. And, so we, and so session two is going to be coming up soon. It'll probably be also at the Jazz Lounge with Leonard. And... Um, It'll probably still be, you know, invite only. You know, it's for the industry, and then sure. we'll, we'll broaden it from there. But you know, we had great musicians. We had Robin Henkel. Oh, a classic San Diego just musician. A beautiful yeah. musician, man. Just yeah. a beautiful, beautiful musician. And we poured fierce and kind spirits and cocktails all night long. Awesome. And it, it, it was and Whitney Shea. She she was with, oh, she's with Robin. Wonderful. She's, she's one wonderful. She's wonderful. She really is. So together, both of them on. I mean, it was a world class event. Like we really, really went all out to say thank nice. you. We yeah. love you and we appreciate you and you made our year. Um, but you know, it's it, again, it's about community. It's yeah. about local. It's about doing these things that bring people together. It's these all the celebrations, the happy ones and the not so happy ones. Yeah. But it's this is kind of what we're about, and that's the fierce and the kind of it. Nice, you know. That was a great way to wrap that up. Thank you. All right. Well, unless you have something that you wanted to talk about that we haven't already talked about, that was a beautiful, like, you know, uh, rabbit holing, rabbit holing into your story. You know, um, 
And again, the, the whole reason why you guys are here is because I had that damn drink and I was like, oh my God, this is good. And then I looked into your store and I'm like, oh, okay, it's good and they do good. So thank you very much. Congratulations on the first year. It sounds like it was wildly successful. We're going to raise a million and a half dollars. Everybody go to... Netcapital.com. Okay, netcapital.com. I'm going to just actively fundraise for you guys. And I'm sure that <laughs> yeah. breaks that breaks multiple, multiple branches of ethics, but whatever. Uh, as the person fundraising for our company... I, um, I would like for you to have a little more confidence. Thanks. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got it. Don't also, worry. go to San Diego Magazine.com forward slash fund me. Okay. Just kidding. That doesn't exist. Not yet. But it will tomorrow. Um, okay. So now. I yeah. Think, should we just jump into some two people 50 bucks? Okay. We're going to go into two people 50 bucks. All right. I know you already mentioned one of your favorite places that has a blues by. Uh, what's the name of it again? It's. The Jazz Lounge? Yeah. Jazz Lounge. Saying? It's called yeah. the Jazz Lounge. Yeah. Can you okay. please open your tasting room in Rolando? We can talk about this. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So two people, 50 bucks, a uh, place that you love to go. You guys are your favorite thing and what you order there, why it's special. Um, and you can't own it. I don't think you own it. I don't think you own it. That's fine. No. Okay. <laughs> you go first. Okay. I would probably go to, there's a little wine shop in our neighborhood called Juan Jasper. And, so you know, good. yeah, Renee Palmer, like she's amazing taste in wines and just walking that wall and picking a wine, sitting on the patio with the dog. Sepulveda meets next door. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. $50 is probably all I'm going to get is that bottle of wine. But um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, food costs um, have gone up. All right. It's true. Yeah. It's true. But but I, it's a lovely, lovely place. Yeah. yeah. And we can, so what is your favorite order there? though? What is, what is your favorite food? Well, we did a tasty menu there. They do. They were doing a monthly, like featuring a region, and we mm-hmm. did a really nice Spanish, um, a Spanish wines and dinner there, which was great. Okay, great. And then, yeah, I don't have a standard go-to. Okay, food there. gotcha. Well, I mean, if you know, if you know Sepulveda Meats, I mean, it's it's an icon. It's a classic. It's heading the one Jasper open next door. It's tiny. Yeah. They basically work the kitchens yeah. or the counter, and it is so damn good. It's, it's really good. It's one of the city stars right now, and it's a great little community spot. You see, all, I mean, yeah. everybody's just hanging out. And if you don't know anybody there, you're going to know them all by the end of the night. And that's just yeah. because you're all drunk, but because they're all really cool Because people. you've been drinking fierce and kind. That's right. Go to the website. That's right. Um, no. <laughs> so so my place is not going to impress anybody. I, I, I love a good hot bowl of pho. I do. Oh, oh, oh. David was sleeping. Like, I heard the magic word. David loves. What the fuck was that right there? That was a guttural moan right from the deep depths of soup obsession. I like eliciting that sort of response. David has a tattoo of soup. I have a pho tattoo right here. That's awesome. He loves soup more than life itself. That's true. I used to take my kids to I have three kids I used to take them to Fahakali in Mira Mesa and we would we'd go two to three times a week and not just because I loved going like my daughter would be talking I'd be like can we go to Fahakali and so you know that's back in the day when a bowl of pho was six ninety five. I know and yep. you can get a bottle of, of beer uh, me not the kids um, <laughs> you have to sneak that shit to them you can't do that openly and um <laughs> Hey, I'm a good father, man. And um, <laughs> did I grow up in San Diego or what? And um, and yeah, you get out of there for you can do two nights for fifty bucks, man. I yeah. did me three kids two nights fifty bucks. It was unbelievable. I love that spot. So 
That's yeah. my recommendation. All right. Well, I, I used to live in the area. I grew up in Rancho Pinas, that's right by there. I do love that spot yeah. as well. I mean, it's yeah. just one of those classics. It's been around for a long time. They've done really, really well. Actually, the um, grocery store, I believe it's Lucky Seafood right across the way. Yeah. Um, that actually has a pretty good bowl of pho yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's huh. not, it's, it's attached to the grocery store, which then you can go and you can get some good ingredients to cook with. And then you can have some pho um, on the way because everybody knows as soon as you go shopping, you don't cook, you buy food. Like I'll get, I'll, I'll literally, I'm, I'm exhausted from shopping. I'll get back and I'm like, okay, so now let's order some ramen. I have all this food in my yeah. brain. Um, anyways, so mine, I just went to a new, this is from the same people that give us uh, Steamy Piggy, which I did a, a XLB Jalambao search across San Diego. It was one of the funnest things I've ever done in my life. Um, and soup, for the best soup dumplings, theirs were definitely up there, Steamy Piggies. I mean, they, it, was, it was, like they have this cute little thing where they put, make you know um, pig no- noses on their buns and everything else whatever the content in those was really really good because it's all about the broth right you know and there are some classic places that i mean are, are more classic but they haven't improved their broth in a long time and the broth game has gone way way up yeah. you know yeah, so they, they do a really good job they just opened up a new um, fast casual spot that's based around my favorite cut of meat in the entire um, world not cut of meat but a marinade um bulgogi beef bulgogi is mm. oh we had a family friend that would make this every single it's, it's korean short ribs it is marinated usually in Asian pear, soy, garlic, a bunch of different different things. But it is one of the best flavors that has ever been invented. That and brown butter are the two things that will just bring me to my knees. So it's over in Point Loma Portal, kind of, which is over by kind of like the sports arena. Um, there's like an Orange Theory Fitness right there. Um, and it's called Bok Bok Doc. They have bulgogi fries. Mm-hmm. Okay, look, I, I realize that I'm just in, um, convincing you guys to um, slowly die by what you eat. Um, <laughs> by, or, or quickly die by what you eat. But their bulgogi fries are so good. It's got this like, cr- like basically a spicy aioli. It's got the kimchi. It's got the uh, beef bulgogi that it puts on, they put on top. And then the fries underneath. I will say this, they need to improve the quality of the french fries themselves. But I am recommending it because just even with what I see to be subpar fries, um, that is still a damn good bite. Nice. It is like beef agogi and that like the fer- ferment of the kimchi, the spicy aioli. Oh God! It, I was uh, I was in a food coma for a day. I really liked it. Uh, awesome. David. Um, so in honor of our guest today, my two people fifty bucks isn't necessarily a food item; it's more of a beverage. So my girlfriend and I went up to a thing at New Motion Beverages in in Bolden Beer Company. They do this thing every once in a while, and they did this thing called uh, Taste of Japan. And so it had like a five course tasting. They released like a uh, a mochi beer, like a hazy IPA or something like that. But as you all know, I don't really drink that much beer anymore. It's like I'm either drinking spirits or I'm drinking seltzers or kombuchas. But so they had on a barrel-aged seltzer called Tangerine Inferno. barrel-aged seltzer? What does that mean? Oh my gosh. I don't know how long it was barrel-aged, but it was amazing. It kind of tasted like like the most like light, non-overly sugary like fruit punch you've ever had. Mm-hmm. was absolutely blown away by it. And then I, I had to Is try it the- Is it fermented? I'm very confused by this. Like, I think it's basically they make the seltzer and then they have like this, I, th- I believe it was a rum barrel. They have the big barrel and they just dump huh. it all in there and let it age. Mm-hmm. But- 
unlike and, and any, is it carbonated when it comes out? Yeah, it's carbonated. They probably condition it after. Is condition my guess? It after. I mean, champagne. Yeah, comes out of champagne, sure. right? Yeah, totally. That's but, why I'm um, asking surly. about fermentation. I'm like, what is yeah. happening in that barrel? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I have questions. <laughs> either way, it was like a life changing like seltzer. I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how good this is. The space up there is also really cool. Like, um, it was super chill. We like watched some football. Uh, ate some food, met, met some really, really cool people, and um, I would totally go up for the next taste of Barrel Age Seltzer. At yeah. Bur- Virgin? Uh, no, at New Motion Beverages. New which is Motion also, Beverages. Yeah, which is also Embolden Beer Company. Embolden Beer huh. Company. Okay. Yeah. Not often. I have never heard of so, like yeah. a, a, a food item, period, the end, but Barrel Age Seltzer is definitely I, know. I got Barrel Age Capri Sun at home. Yeah. Quickly, um, <laughs> brown butter, you mentioned. Have you had Stella Jean's brown butter pecan ice cream? No. Oh. You're welcome. Okay. Um, anyway, so my choice is not going to blow anybody's brain. I went to Maddie recently. I don't get out as much as I used to because I have a nine-month-old. So morning dates are my thing. Thank you, which is kind of crazy because I definitely used to be the other way. And uh, so I recently went to Maddie, and I have a little bit of a schnitzel obsession. I once went on a reporting t- trip to Germany for 14 days. Uh, sorry, 11 days, and I ate schnitzel 14 times in those 11 days. So it's kind Impressive. of my thing. Not a whole lot of places you can get schnitzel in town. Um, you can get, obviously, Italian versions of fried chicken, katsus, this, that, whatever, but not a whole lot of schnitzels. Maddie has a really good chicken schnitzel, um, which I like because... I just really like pounded flat fried chicken. It's just kind of my favorite thing to eat. They put a beautiful arugula salad on it. It's just honestly, literally perfect. Oh, Persian cucumbers, because you need Persian cucumbers for everything. They're the number one condiment ever. so that's that's my thing. Oh, oh, and their coconut latte is ooh. amazing. Coconut oat milk latte. I will verbally retweet you. I thought their schnitzel was amazing as well. Hell yeah. Yeah. There we go. All right. That's two people for D-Bucks. Uh, fierce and kind. Thank you so much uh, for coming on. Uh, you guys are, hey, you're just funny and, and smart. It's nice to talk to funny and smart people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that whiskey, it, we have to call it whiskey, right? Do we have to call it whiskey? Or are you allowed to call it bourbon outside if it's not made in, in Louisville or not made in Kentucky? Yeah, absolutely. That's oh, yeah. a misconception. Bourbon is an, is the is the authentic American spirit. Okay, yeah. I thought it ha- actually had to be. It does okay. not. So it just yeah. has to be it has in, to f- in America. It has to well it has to follow other rules, but coming out of Kentucky is not one of them. It's oh. got to be fifty one percent corn. It's got to be aging mm. in right, 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 barrels, right. but it, not location. That is, you not guys location. go find Fierce and Kind right now, and I, I'm genuinely saying this from the bottom of my heart. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal bourbon. Um, you call it whiskey, call it bourbon, call it whatever the fuck you want. Um, the uh, but it's really, really good, um, and you guys are doing good and. Uh, thank you for taking your time bringing us I, they're leaving us with two bottles right now and it's a Friday and our magazine is not done I would I'm personally holding you responsible for the quality of our next publication we'll take that responsibility <laughs> and we're grateful to you guys for having us thank you so much this was really a fun time alright so you find me at Hey Troy Johnson David Eli Martin yes indeed Jack Bry Jack Bry J-A-C-Q J-A-C-Q Bry and at Fierce and Kind Fierce dot kind Fierce dot kind okay and that is that Fierce dot kind on Instagram on Instagram yeah Okay, got it. Fierce.kind. I'm an underscore on Twitter. I feel your pain. Um, Fierce.kind. Find them on Instagram. And uh, yeah. Don't forget about the Taste of South Bay coming up. Taste South Bay, February 25th, down in Imperial Beach. Um, one of the coolest issues that we've ever put together. I love South Bay so damn much. We've invited some of our favorite restaurants and um, beer and wine and spirits. Are you guys doing Taste of South Bay? should talk about that. Well, I'll talk about that. I just, I just put you guys right on the spot. Um, okay, first and kind may or may not be there. We'll have a discussion after this podcast. You guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you.